welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC. And visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Turn on the TV as we watch the Queen serve and sell products on QVC. So who sold out and who is getting canceled? That'll do. It's time to talk all things Canada's Drag Race for and joining me to sell ice to an Eskimo, it's Matzabel. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you, Michael? You know what? It's a fun, long day for me, but that'll do. That's okay. Who knew? That'll do. Who that'll knew do. that'll do will be the new catchphrase of 2023 Drag Race. Um, insane. Is it really? Is it really? They are. I was pretty pushing... over it after. We'll oh, say that's a challenge. Oh, we will. We will. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality of the characters as presented to us. A reality production. We are showing the reality of the show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, to the real people. And not to go and tell them to show their craft. But they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is seven podcasts for entertainment to discuss reality of the show. All right. Let's talk Canada. Have you ever been to Canada? I have not. I've always wanted to go visit our friends to the north, but I've never been myself. If there's one city in Canada, where would it be that you'd want to go? Um, I mean, my only really reference for Canada is watching Canada's Drag Race, so maybe Toronto. I feel like that'd be Toronto, fun. yeah. Toronto's very pretty. I went as a child. Um, I would love to go to Vancouver because it just looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, also, Calgary. I've seen images of their mountains and lakes, and it looks absolutely stunning so that's yeah i got some friends in calgary now maybe they'll let me crash and hang out with them go see some local drag um yeah you know what let's all go have a field trip to canada eh? yeah i'll throw it in there all right we are two episodes into the fourth season of canada's drag race how you feeling i'm excited about the new group of queens seems like we've kind of got our little like kiki friends know each other from before drag race group back again um, a lot of big personalities, a lot of little personalities. Um, you know, we're only two episodes in, so I'm excited to see what is coming. Well, let's go through it. Nobody went home. Kiki is gagged that there are still 11 there, while Amy is shocked, but make it a telenovela. Venus was in her power, knowing she wasn't leaving as she got to lip sync for Tegan and Sarah right there. Denim says she said she kept on looking over at Tegan and Sarah as she was gagged to be performing their song to them, but she's a little bummed to have lost the lip sync against Venus, but says there's a lot of competition left. Are you a Tegan and Sarah fan? I think you <sighs> are, my age is showing, unfortunately. Yeah, your age is showing. It's okay. Are you familiar with the Lego movie on the song Everything is Awesome, though? Yes, of course. Okay, there we go. There we go. Sissy, Cece and Melinda are congratulated for still being there, which is a big feat. Uh, but let's be real, first impressions were not on their side. No, no. No, no. No. Oh, no, 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 no. 
Cece is glad she got to serve a second impression as she says that she is such a big personality and felt that she didn't get to show that. Did you this time? With Cece Superstar? Um, a big personality? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, well, I do know, but... Luna will yeah, say, point out that this is the first time no one has gone home on the first episode of Candace Drag Race. And I say justice for Juicebox. I love Juicebox. She was one of those queens that took her little moment on TV and blew up with it. That is a social media superstar. I respect her. I love her. So, World of Wonder, when you want to hire me as your future Drag Race consultant and you want to do a first out pork chop season, make sure Juicebox is one of your first three calls. There you go. Yes, exactly. Linda is relieved, but knows all eyes are on her now. (laughs) Not not really. They're all sitting away from you. They're not going. They're they're not looking at you. No. I mean, I know we recapped the, or you recapped the entrances last week, but I just have to say, like, Target Couture, my goodness, that was, that was really something. And the fact that she's trying to tell people that she made it, it was like, come on. No, no, girl. No. It's not it. Hey, Amy reminds them that this is in fact a competition and a lot of girls have to go home as there is only one winner. She is there to win. The competition starts now. Can we get a season four on three? One, two, three, season four. But wait, four. no, no. Before we move on, the girlfriend experience has a complaint about an experience she had. She requests that they either lift the toilet seat, sit down, or wipe up your mess because if she sits on one more wet toilet seat, she's going to be so fucking angry. That was the gag, wasn't it? She called those bitches out. That was that was a moment. Good to you know what? I I know we're here to talk about drag, but I need to share one of my biggest pet peeves that also involves public lose. Tell me. I cannot stand when men will use a stall stand and pee and not close or lock the door oh yeah no i i'm not gonna name the name of this person but i did walk in on a drag queen standing and peeing they didn't lock the door in a a bathroom not gonna say you're literally begging for me to open it up on you exactly yes i agree Maybe not always, but yeah. Always when you're like at an event or a concert or a theater or something and you're waiting online and you see an open door. So you're like, oh yeah, let me go. And someone's just standing there peeing because they didn't want to close the door. I just don't get it. I really, I, I, I don't get it. It would be worse if they were like the kind of people that pulled their pants down to their ankle. Well, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, that's embarrassing. But also for some homosexuals, that would be a good time. It, it would be a, a, an interesting sight. Well, I'm that's expected. on that. Let's move forward. Uh, as Celine yeah. Dion <laughs> says, a new day has come. Denim is carried in Venus with her on her back, and I'm like, just don't drop her. We we have seen too many people drop other beautiful little specimens. Just don't, don't drop her off your back. I know Melinda is getting. Yeah, Melinda's getting our new day in the workroom confessional this week. And I was like, oh my God, she's getting, she's going. But no, no, this was not the kiss of death confessional. She's feeling reinvigorated. And she's even going to cartwheel her way in. Good for her. I can't cartwheel. I, I, I can maybe pull one out if I'm really, really feeling confident. But 
she seems like she's got a lot of energy in a compact body, so work. Venus will tell the girls to call her Angela Bassett because she did the thing. Silly Goose, that reference is like from five award shows ago. Listen, I think it still lives on to this day. I will continue to reference it, um, and I'm here for it. What will Venus do with $5,000? Well, she might get the near enough injections. I suggest not, but you do you, girl. Listen, the drag queen all-star lips, maybe they come a little earlier this season. Who knows? Maybe. Nira was in the bottom and now has to get out of her head and focus on whatever comes next. Luna will tell the table that she kind of wanted someone to go home. And then I was like, ditto on that. But this week, someone will, in fact, go on home. This is not Drag Race UK 5, where people just go, go home when Rue doesn't want to send anyone home. Kitten <laughs> says she was really happy to be in the middle and safe. And as far as she's concerned, that means she lives another day. And that all ends up getting to the very end. Okay, we will see. Usually being safe and safe and safe doesn't mean you win. It might get you to the end, but... It might get you to, like, top five. The alarm sounds as Rue asks if they are buying what she's selling. Shop till you death drop. This pussy is on fire sale. Do you think Rue reads the copy of what she's supposed to say and fires an intern on the spot? Fired and entered on the spot. Um, hmm, I think no, only because she does so many of them. She doesn't know where she is half the time. Or That's fair. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Um, just some of the th- words that come out of her mouth, you're like, she's getting Girl. paid to say this, and I get it, but oh my God. Yeah. She's probably like a two-take wonder. She does it, she does it again, and then she says, we're moving on to the next one. Now, Brooklyn arrives, and she's really letting that face settle in. I am proud of her that she's gone on television and just lets it live. I mean, Brooklyn looks stunning every shot, so work, bitch. Now, her shoes, she will say that she sold them from wardrobe, which is funny because of what we're about to see, because it's probably accurate she sold them from wardrobe. Well, yes. Well, yes. She will tell the girls that behind every stunning drag look is a whole lot of smoke and mirrors. It's time to share the best-kept beauty secrets to the world and make some coin while they're at it. Welcome to QVC, a shopping channel for drag-obsessed customers. If you had to sell a matzah original product, what would it be? Ooh, I would sell a nice ceramic bowl that doubles as a bowl, if you know what I mean. Oh my God, that's brilliant. I love it. I love it. With a little little something extra. Now, Melinda, who's going to get the main story arc of this episode, will tell us a fun fact. Her overthinking brain woke her up at 3.30 in the morning. She turned the TV on and what is on the shopping channel. Do you believe her? Because I sure do not. No, not even a little bit, no. No, no. She said it because she knew what was happening. And she's like, I'm going to get a confessional. That bitch is on TV. She's very well aware of it. She's going to take her moment because she definitely felt the it's pressure true. last week. Of She's like, do we get paid by confessional? Because I will make sure I get in the confessional every episode, at least five of them. Yeah, and you know what? Good for her. She's that. This is her moment. She's having it. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they will become on-air hosts and go live as they plug one of these fabulous products. Shade Blockers, a stylist safeguard against shade of any kind. Tip Tits, a bra with a built-in pocket for Queen's hard-earned bills. The Party Poncho, it's a poncho that reveals a whole new look underneath. And the Fierce Flat, a shoe so fabulous no one would ever dare clock your lack of heel. 
Now, I got to say, props to the prop department for making these wild, wacky items. You could tell they had fun. They did. I, if I were a props person on this episode, I'd be like, this is the moment. Go crazy. You and have you know, all of them are getting screen time and sharing it with their friends and being like, I made that. Yes, I live for it. Good for them. Now, which of these items would you have wanted to sell for this challenge? Um, oh, I would I would have a lot of fun with the shade blockers, I think. Um, you know, it's always fun to be a little shady and then block it out. All of the above. Now, they have to split themselves into three groups of three and one group of two. And that's it. Friendships are forming. Alliances are being made. And if you're old, get out of the way. I mean... We don't have to go there, but it's essentially what's going to happen. Really, the girls are wrong. So, the pretty girl corner drops Nira for Aurora as she is paired with the girlfriend experience in Venus. Amy has to work with the kids as she has Nira and Luna. Montreal sissies, Cece and Denim get Miss Kiki Co. in their trio, and the oldies are stuck together. It's Melinda and Kitten as the left behinds. As the winner of the last week's challenge, Venus will take the tip tits for her team. She will then have Winking Nira select next, and her team will have the party poncho. Next to select is Kitty and Melinda, who want the fierce flats, leaving Kiki and the Mounties with the shade blockers. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to say that the one that you had the most to do with, but should have been the easiest was the party poncho. It was obvious and easy and there's nothing insane to do with right. it. Reveals are like drag 101 and anything Literally. that you can do to like play with that you just do it. It, not, it doesn't seem that hard but also they kind of flopped with it. Right. It feels like well, we'll get there, we'll get there. But I, I would agree. It seems a little bit involved but also you can do a lot. I feel the tip tits really were a smart concept and you know there are going to be bitches out there who are actually now going to have those. Um, just oh, I hope whoever makes them. Right. Yeah, whoever makes them, just make sure they're a little bigger and have ability to put more bills in there. Um, well, of course. Uh, the shade blockers, it could have worked, but the fierce class. No. Any other team who got it would have failed. Yeah. I mean, it's as a concept, a flat. I think not. Exactly. So, there's nothing fierce about that. Doesn't work. That doesn't, that doesn't go together. Brooklyn tells them that when they go live, they will have four minutes to deliver a performance that's informative, hilarious, and memorable. Good luck with that. Now, yeah. you have a theatrical background. What is the secret to this challenge? Is it forming a narrative? Is it finding a catchphrase? Do you create a full script or just improv? How would you? handle this challenge i for sure would not just improv you have to have structure you have to have a relationship between the people you're working with who is in charge of what segment have a strong character give yourself a fun personality doesn't matter what it is as long as it you know is cohesive with the other people you're working with and have a relationship to the product you're selling do you love it do you hate it what's it for as long as you have these questions answered you'll be fine and then throw Venus, in whatever sparkles on top that make it your own. Venus is so excited to be working with her team. They're all giddy. And you can tell the pretty bitches are the cool kids in the room. Like they are the smart girls who also get the jocks, but and then are the teacher's pets. Like we love to hate them. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be a lot of fun, you know, watching them this season. 
Aurora tells us that the fun part of this challenge is giving camp. QVC is a bunch of lovely ladies who love to show off and sell their products. Now, y'all, if you do not know the Eliza Home Shopping Network moment, I'm going to tell you to do something I never tell you to do. Stop this pod, hop onto YouTube and watch. Have you watched it's it before? Just go camp. Like, I've watched some. I've watched SNL parodies of it. I've watched rag parodies. Like, these people are so outrageous that it, it always works. It always works. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, once upon a time when I had a show called Iconic and I was mentoring a season two contestant named Megami, I told her, you should look into the Liza um, shopping bit. Oh, she did. And she won the week. Well, there you go. Just saying. It's so good. It's so campy. Now, Denim will tell her team that she is not the best host to initiate a conversation. She says that now. Wait till she launches a podcast in two months time. Coming for your gig there, isn't she? Who isn't at this point, honestly? Podcast of news. Not new. She wants to play off everyone and everything. She was not hoping for a comedy challenge for week two, as it's not her strength. Now, Cece says that she is not a theater queen. Yes, that is how she said it. Well, clearly. She has not done that kind of challenge, but she is excited to swim on or dive on or dive in. Whatever the phrase is, words are not her forte. No, she doesn't. And and neither is being a loud person. So it's it's, it's a recipe for disaster, unfortunately. Let's go head on over to Amy and the kids, where Amy will play the role of the granny who has the children talk for her. Luna will come out and say that they don't want her talking too much because she doesn't feel comfortable. And Amy is like, I mean, I I can talk. And Luna's like, no, you, you, you will talk. And I was like... It's felt very dismissive. Oh, it's it, it's not cute. It's a bad look for Luna. Um, if you have an accent or you have like a, another way of speaking a certain language, like play into that. It can be so right. funny. And Luna was like, she got in her own head and then was like projecting that. It just didn't. It was bad. Correct. Amy says she is not a comedy queen, but thinks she will surprise a lot of people. Um, that is, if she's allowed to talk. <laughs> She tells the girls that even though English is her second language, she is not planning on being behind. Meanwhile, the Golden Girls lament on the couch that the other girls scurried and looked at each other, leaving Melinda with Kitten. And Kitten will be like, talk about yourself. We were on the end. And Melinda is like, the bitch beside me ran. Well, who was the bitch beside you? That would have been Cece. Uh, So why are you complaining about not being with Cece? I think you're fine, girl. It never feels good to be like the girl's you know, toss aside, but she dumps the bullet there, so. Literally. Team Tip Tits is bringing their product to the Deep South as Venus will show off her very evangelical Southern Christian woman voice and honestly, great character choice. Yes, that, it, it goes perfectly with the whole TV selling, you know, that works. That works super well. It's a good, safe choice. Are you like me and sometimes get super drunk and then uh, randomly come up with a Southern accent just because it's silly and stupid? Southern, yes. Australian, yes. British, sometimes. You know, we get, we'll get there. Yeah, we, we will get there. She loves the QVC girlies as they can sell you the ugliest cubic zirconium ring. And I bet you she will be getting a lot of ugly cubic zirconium rings at those meet and greets at DragCon. Oh, yes. She dug her own grave there. Venus will continue on with her character bit, and I saw a lot of promise. That's how I would have tackled the challenge myself. 
Now with the Southern accent, Aurora tells us that this is the foundation of their entire skit. So let's find out how girlfriend's accent is. She will say, sometimes we got to sin to get a little closer to God. Now, I don't know who that woman is, but I bet she's in charge of conversion therapy initiations. It was a little dark. <laughs> it was very dark. Over with the shade blockers on their head, Cece will offer some lines for her team. Was very convincing. Katie tells us that shade blockers are supposed to protect you from shady bitches. They need to make sure they're giving information that is making customers want to buy their products, all while by being funny. So how will Kiki make it funny? She says she is Kiki Ho and co-host CC Super Stupid. That's a choice I wouldn't have made. Like, a name doesn't do much. No. A name does not sell. I mean, either or... Yeah, no, it does not. That's not what we, what we want. But then Cece will say, and if you have the captions on, according to the captions, how do you do? But it will slowly evolve throughout the course of the episode to that'll do. Don't worry, that'll friends. We, we will attempt to learn and understand the evolution of this newfound catchphrase, which has become her first single. Listen, if she makes merch off of it, Good for her, bitch. There you go. She has. That's all you got to yes. do. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> Cece is hoping to go uh, over the top. Can't be in this challenge. We will now hear her change her name to Cece Super Secrets. And Denim is like, where is the funny? I don't get it. Right. Denim will tell it's us that right. sometimes Cece is in her own little world. And we will get an example as Cece shares that the product analyzes people and shade that you can throw at people. Then the earmuffs are massaging your ears. As Kiki puts it, the ideas are just words on words, no content found. Exactly. Words are hard. Words are hard, sure. Um, being funny is apparently hard. So It's kind of crazy that at this point in time, for those who aspire to be on Drag Race... I'm not saying you have to be a host five nights a week at all the clubs in your city. But maybe, I don't know, part of the audition tape now should be like two minutes of talking on the mic in front of people. Yes. Just something to show that you have the ability to convey something, anything. Anything. You can be the, the most rotted bitch on the mic. It's funny. It works. Denim will, yeah, Denim will yeah. advise that they develop a script a bit more as the time is ticking. She doesn't know how her character will stand out and shine, as she has no lines in the moment. She is spiraling at and is freaking out. Uh, yeah, if you realize you've gotten halfway through your script and you say nothing, maybe reevaluate it. Yeah. yeah. With Kitten and Melinda, she tells her that her ass got kicked, so the pressure is on to deliver. Kitten says, if all else fails, just have fun. Yes, and... Exactly. This is a cosmic professional doing what she does best. I believe the first time we officially heard the quote, yes, and on Drag Race, which is something I've always, like, before it happened, was That's season like 12. The rule. And it was Jackie Cox. Obviously, because she knows how to yes, and oh. better than most people. Well, exactly. Uh, no, that, that's the way to do it. Kitten has so many ideas, including now with Turbo Tap Dance Mode. I'm in. Where do I buy? Because I can't tap dance. Can you tap dance? Uh -huh. I can. I can actually. I, yes, I can. Thank you. Have Peter you done Cole. it in drag yet? 
No, um, well, I I have a little tap break in one of my numbers, but I don't actually use tap shoes because they don't have heels and those are expensive. Yeah, the Leduca is not quite yet. Thank you. We'll get there. We'll get there. Come on, sponsorship. Let's do it, friends. Melinda thinks they gel together like peanut butter and jelly. She is going all ham in the corner and all the other girls are like, be afraid of that team. Be really afraid. Diva duck walk mode? Okay, I'm here for it. Yeah. But also when they say $59.95 delivery in this economy, checks out. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course. If it has all these features, might as well upcharge. Yeah. The girls are having so much fun together as the others are now panicking. Nira tells her team that they need to go through funny functions that their party poncho can do and then make the reveal the very last thing. And that, my friends, is the fatal flaw of the group. There it is. What was she thinking? Clearly not a theater person. No. she. This, there's no arc for the product. The reveal is like the first thing. Literally, from, from that is what they were told the product does, and that is what you're selling. Right. Do a reveal. That's, that's, that's it. Like, that's the assignment. Now, Nira will offer it. the concept of drunk bridesmaids. And I was like, been there, done that as a sketch on Canada's Drag Race already. Unless you're screaming, it's my special day, don't make a reference or recycle material. Mm-hmm. Nero will say also, these were not my first choices when it comes to my team. I know the intention, but maybe say they or Amy and Luna, because it was a bit of an eek, and I cannot believe the editors couldn't fix it for her. These? I, I missed that. She said these. Yeah. She said these were not Ooh, my first girl. choice for team. I know. Oh. Maybe uh, I shouldn't have pointed it out, but oh, cringe. This is why words are important. She said it herself. Amy will tell the girls that she doesn't want them to make her feel like a baby. She's not worried about the challenge. She's afraid of being out of the frame and not talking. She knows she has a strong accent, but she knows she's got this. Nira tells us that she is trying to listen to what Amy is asking them to do, and all she can do is listen. No, you listen and then do. Right. There's a lot of Luna, dysfunction going on with the team. Luna says that they are working as a team collectively and doesn't want Amy to feel like they are babying her and trying to hold her hand. As she says, at the end of the day, she's here for herself, as they are as well. Luna tells her it's a team challenge and they have to work together. What a novel idea. Who would have thought? Shocker. Amy says they are putting their issues to the side and work as a team. And I'm like, what issues aside from microaggressions? So she's kind of built up this whole like me versus them. This is she already went into it thinking it's not going to work, so it's not going to work. It's time to see the girls get their host couture on. As got to be gets a sponsored plug. Come on, spray that wig. We love got to be. Is why are they not the cash sponsor for Drag Race at this point? Uh, who knows? Because sponsored by Cash App probably has a better range with it. No, actually, sponsored by Got to Be just works. Right. I don't know. Missed you think that like a queen would love a year supply of Got to Be? Yes, yes. In fact, we would. 
we're going to see Kiki give Cece the Sasha Velour brow. And you're right. Sasha Velour could never look that bad. It, well, all of them collectively looked so questionable. We are welcome to the studio floor of QVC, where Brooklyn will guide them through this journey. All the queens will get to watch from the side. And they are mighty close to that stage. Like, literally in the sight lines of the performing queens. How do you feel about that? I mean, filmed in front of a live studio audience, I guess. But it's just, it, it, it feels weird when that studio audience are your competitors. And, I mean, as do long you, as no one's being loud and shady. And, do you wish it was that. all private? And do you, do you think that the first group was at a disadvantage compared to the last group or the later groups? Because you can see what does and doesn't work. I think... I I'm, I don't think I would want to, want to do it like in private because then the only reaction you get is Brooklyn's. And if you're being funny and maybe Brooklyn's not laughing, but other queens are, you can kind of work off of that. Um, but as for like the order, I think if you're strong, you're strong. And if you're not, you know, it's not like there's... I guess part of it is like, can you adjust your script or your outline on the spot? Like, do you have this, the time to be like, okay, huddle, this, this isn't going to work. Let's fix it. No, because you're working with a team of people. If it was just you, maybe, but... That's fair. All right, first up to film, our team shade blockers comprised of Denim, CC, and Kiki. Now, just in advance for all the groups, we are seeing the live filming. No cuts, no retakes. What we see will be the final product. It sure will, won't it? When Brooklyn tells Denim she looks like Vivian Vanderpuss, I was like, she should be so insulted. Yeah, I, I would be. The look from the trio is big hair, leopard print from the Montreal girlies, and Kiki looking busted, which was a choice. Um, Methinks a big part of this group's downfall was they did not know the reference point. I don't think they knew what QVC was. No, I think they kind of just all agreed to do something, not knowing what they were getting themselves into. Right. Well, we are going live in five, four, three. I was like, oh, I was doing it alongside Brooklyn because I'm used to that kind of thing. I was like, fuck, maybe I'm too much in the entertainment world. I should take a back seat and have a break. But no, no, no. Welcome no, to QVC. Insert gay, gay nail hands here. A thing that another team is going to borrow. I mean, I get it. The, the nail thing, it, it, it's cute. Um, one thing that's not cute is when you try to do a thing in unison and it's not coordinated or in sync no practice that stuff if you're going to do something with together like make sure you know what you're doing anyway kiki is the one leading the group as the moderator for all the drag super fans and we will have a lot of trio lines at the end of sentences like for you and when you can't get something coordinated, it looks messy. And that's what this team was. I don't know if it was improvised, if someone jumped on lines, or if this was what they pra- planned. But as you said, it was not practiced. No, it's, uh, it doesn't matter if it was improvised or not. Point blank period, they did not have it together going into it. No. And they got in their own heads and in their own ways. Now, obviously, the camera and editing is going to show us what they want us to see. So we're going to see CC trying to be all cutesy and reference people. And they're not present in the room. And she was just, like, pointing to things. It was really awkward to watch. No, babe. If you're doing QVC, you tell to the camera. The camera right. are the people, and that's the, the person. 
CC Super Stupid is introduced, and here comes the Duddle Doo. And after the first time, it was enough. Yep, even the first, it didn't even need to happen the first time. The voice that she adopted was so dumb, like offensively campy and dumb. Like you could tell she was trying to push herself, and I commend her for it, but it still didn't work, which just sucks. Now, Denim will be the shade specialist, and while this was a good contrast, she tried to be the glue that held the team together. She just was not a strong enough glue. No. Mm -mm. She needed to be hot glue. She was Elmer's. So we will have Kiki try to read Denim, who will then put on the shade blockers, and they will all say, yeah! So yeah, they did not know how this product worked. No. No, no, they did not. Now, when we are told it was one take, we will see what happens on the set of a drag race television program when someone misses a cue. There is dead silence. There is no underscoring like on television. It is awkward. So what do they do to fill in the blank? Another that'll do. Uh-huh. And we'll keep getting them. I was like, I oh, know. no. Oh, boy. It now, had because... already kind of fallen off the cliff at that point, so... And because they didn't have a strong vantage point into the source material, we learned that if you buy right now, you get a special motorboating session with them. So the hosts are coming to your house? I guess so. Fun delivery. They will all try to do the that'll do, and you could tell Denim and Kiki just did not want to say it. No, but it was kind of already being shoved out our throats, so they had to get on board or I don't know also with all of the visual effects that was put in in post-production. I don't know what happened, but CC will be like, it's 60 payments of $16.99, but the screen says 16. So she just messed up royally and then just breaks. Yeah. Oh my God. The laughing. That's also, it was so uncomfortable and it's just unfortunate. I know we have a lot of denim stands out there. I'm not going to spare denim here. Kiki will say, our lines are blowing up just like, and denim pops in with Brooklyn's filler, but Kiki says Brooklyn's face. So yeah, coordination, not their friend. No. And listen, not all of the people who are superstars are going to win every challenge. We know exactly. that as a superstar, we've seen it on the runway, um, but that doesn't mean they're going to you know, do super, super well in all the challenges. <laughs> The bit was so uncomfortable to watch, and the girls can't even control themselves watching it. It was cringe, and most of the reaction will come when Kiki says the shade blocker will be your new BFF, to which CC is like, that's something I need. I mean, honestly, same, but um, we don't I need feel bad. The scene will be a sticking hot mess, as we will get a that'll do montage. Even the other girls are forced to say it in the confessional. They all know that'll do that'll do and it will or will it we will eventually learn that if you point them all the shitty bitches will be blocked and you get a block and you get a block which is what i love to do when you fuck me over you get on the block list and you get on the block list (laughs) they will finish with 15 seconds left and they're going to try to do the sign off they will then see that they still have more time and what goes in the that'll do that'll do Will that do? Not a fucking chance. Nope. Not that was all. something. I mean, good on Brooklyn for sitting there and not breaking. I mean, you know, she's the professional in the room. She has to 
hold herself together, even though she's probably crying on the inside. You know how TV works. I know how TV works. Some of the viewers, not so much. But you also have to remember, friends, there's an entire room of production people there. I don't know how I would have been behind a camera. I would have had to bite my cheek for four fucking minutes. Oh, yeah. There would have been no way that not everyone in that room broke. I guarantee you the people sitting in the production room uh, with the TVs were out of their minds laughing and being like, what do we have here? Nothing. They have nothing. Up next is Team Old, Melinda and Kitten, and they look perfect for this challenge. I loved it. I love their looks. Yeah. This was the one right behind you, right? With the, with the cheetah print, big hair. No, no. The one behind me is the, um, the Daddle Deuce. Oh, it was. Oh, yes. Oh, because it was Melinda had the all white um, uh, uh, Karen look, and then Kitten was Kitten. Teresa Caputo and another New Jersey. Anyway, yes, moving on. The scene starts, and Melinda will lead us in as she is joined by her extra special friend, Kitten Caboodle. And Kitten is about to show why being the guest of this sketch was the winning formula. Kitten was. A natural. She is exceptional at forming a character and keeping it present. The improv this one has, unmatched. And you can tell her years of experience, like no shade, um, work. She had every trick in the book. She knew exactly what she was doing. Um, it was perfect. It was perfect. She will be so good with presenting how this product is something to actually buy. And also calling it a fierce flat line like a flat line meaning death because flats and drag are death very right. funny brilliant well what they do they do so well is they take a specific shoe give it a name and a gimmick like the sequin dazzler which come with turbo tap dance technology and this is how this challenge won so we're going to watch kit and put them on and the foot fetishist out there will get a delight with the close-up of her toes oh yeah at least her toes are showing it weren't just like you know flat it's true. Kitten will slide them on, turn on the turbo tap dance button, and start shuffling off to Buffalo and tells us they will get you a career on Broadway. How many pairs are you buying? Uh, at this point, we'll see. <laughs> Melinda was dumb and was like, they retail at $69.99, but if you call in the next five minutes, you get it for four easy payments of $59.99. The conviction of this, people would actually buy it like it was actually a better deal. Yeah, she sold it. Done. Good for it her. Was so Confident smart. Style. Next, we have an exclusive prototype. Melinda will try the Duck Walk Divas with slip and slide technology for easy access. Okay, maybe that was not the best line because you don't want to be slipping and sliding while you're duck walking, but it, it works. That okay. Also, she didn't She's get like, on her foot. Painting, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I, I'm going to give Melinda even more credit. She's older than I. And can duck walk. My knees at this age cannot do fucking anything. Good for her. My knees at this age can pretty much not do that. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she can bend over and stay there for more than a second. Good for you, girl. Yeah. And then the baby one night might say is the best part of the entire scene. With only two on their team, how will they hear from a loyal customer? Well, Kitten turns her wig and becomes a different person with a Southern accent. It was hilarious. Perfectly timed, expertly comedic, 
well done. Flats are flying off the shelves. And I got to ask you a question. Yeah. On paper, you would think, oh, the team of two should be in trouble. Is actually being a team of two the better option for this challenge? I think it's the best spot to be in. There's less, you know, loud voices in the room. You have more control over what you're doing and you can do stupid shit like that. And you only have one person there to kind of work with it. So, no, I think they're in the best position. So was the formula essentially to have a host, creator, and a guest? Or was it, how, how would you have approached it? I think have the host who's the best person on the mic who can talk and be funny. Have almost like a Vanna White kind of person who maybe says a few things here and there, but they're just like someone pretty or stupid looking, whatever. Um, like a little Asia O'Hara in the back making that face kind of moment. And then have a guest who comes in and is like a totally wacky character. Boom. There it is. There you go. If you're listening to Black Talk, that's how you win. We go to the pretty bitches, Aurora, Girlfriend, and Venus, and the tip tits. Venus is there as your southern belle. Aurora is trying to match it, but the look I did not think was quite it. And then Girlfriend came to set after a night of hooking. Yeah, she looked a little, uh, a little rough. Trey did not like the session. No, the scene starts well, and we have that gay nail thing from the first group. Was it Venus borrowing? Did the others borrow it from Venus? Very curious. Didn't matter. Her name is Mary Louise Heights, no relation to Brooklyn Heights. I kind of like that she gave herself a character as opposed to being herself, because it allowed for a lot yeah. more freedom. Good choice. She will lead the team with a great character, smart writing, and confidence. Aurora will be the she-devil who invented the damn thing. Now, I don't know if she needed a Southern accent, honestly. I think it would have been a little funnier for the character to have been a more progressive person to kind of battle it out with the good Christian woman, have a little conflict in there. But this is the direction they went. Now, as Aurora's talking, you will see girlfriend posing and giving faces and gestures and it made no sense. Yeah, she was a little lost um, in their group. The other two people at least made a big choice and she kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. So she falls to the background. I love the Aurora tip tit reveal and then say to slide it right in smartly and overtly sexual, but in line with the brand. Good Absolutely. choice. Good yeah, perfect. So we have Venus slang. Aurora's passing. It's time to get to girlfriend. She will be the muse of the tip tits named Daisy Chains. And I, well, I don't know what was going on in her head, but girlfriend was actually dancing with the devil and the devil left her on red. He was not guiding her. No, she got one good line in there and then uh, died quite literally. She will break when she fucks up a line. Venus will try to save the moment, but then that causes girlfriend to get even more lost. And while the team is taking a massive tumble to the bottom for now. They really tried to make the dance with the devil happen, but unlike Fetch, it will not catch on. No, there's no way of making the dance with the devil happen. Too many this was sad. It had so much promise. One bitch can really destroy a good night. What is your advice to someone who's not a trained performer in the sense of theater? If you fuck up a line, how to recover from it? Oh, bitch. I mean, as long as you say anything with confidence, it doesn't matter if you fuck up a line or not. What you did was was what you meant to do, and uh, don't start laughing awkwardly in the back. 
So is it safer to say an outline is better than a full pre-written For something like this? Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're like telling jokes specifically, no, you don't need like set lines. Maybe the price, agree on the price, agree on the name, agree on a catchphrase, and when you're going to say that, but don't speak over each other, have no one you're going to speak. Well, unfortunately, the next group didn't listen to this advice yet because it didn't happen but if you have a TARDIS go back in time and maybe you'll do better there you last go. and certainly okay, least it's other it's team party poncho with Nira, Amy and Luna Luna will take the lead with the least amount of energy humanly possible why Nira didn't take this part is beyond me yeah I mean Nira's got energy she does but so yeah she should have been the host oh yes 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 sorry I'm so you said it now Luna, did she say fabulous? Yeah, take a drink every time she says fabulous, she'll be drunk. Oh, yeah. It was fabulous. We have Dr. Near Enough, and she is a doctor of fashion to you. And I, again, switch the parts because you could be more dapper than you are as a doctor of fashion, and that would have been perfect for Luna to play. Absolutely. If Luna's energy was a five, Near gave you a hundred. And did it work? No, it did not. At least she had a fabulous jacket on. Sure. Now we have Amy literally off to the side, posing and smiling and posing, and she tried so hard. Right. You know, she had an idea. Honestly, this group may have fallen out of my brain a little bit. Um, that's, you know, that's how you okay. can tell it works. They were a Dr. Nero will tell us whether you're a drag queen, a construction worker, or a grave digger, you will be the baddest bitch in the room. Well, that's not the way I thought this sketch was going, because that's not what the product was. No, it was not. We get another hoped synchronized bit, but between Luna and Nira, and they cannot say yours too at the same time. Very bad, very bad. Amy will be introduced, and she will talk about going into the club with her white, white, and white dress. They play a trick on her, the fucking bridesmaids. Um, Y'all, ESL isn't the problem. It's the improv. She can't do it. No. Also, the shade toward Sissy not being a superstar. Very funny, but it was kind of mean the way she said it. No, and you don't want to throw off your teammate doing something like that. Like, no, don't don't throw bitches under the bus when you're working with them. So the party poncho will keep you covered, and Nero will do that thing that I do when you lose a train of thought on the line of your page. You just say words like there is a pause in between. Oh, the floundering. Listen, girl, I feel you. And you're welcome, listeners, to know what happens when I cover up a bit that I'm fucking up. It's when I do something like this. Or I'm winning turning a page. That's my favorite part. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You you have that little, the little privilege right there of doing that. This challenge was a challenge for many. And Amy was not helping herself. And suddenly her pussy is so wet. And that has nothing to do with the party poncho. Which still has yet no. to reveal that's revealed. And when they do, it flatlines. Luna is now an observer of the challenge. She's giving you the flatline, as we just mentioned. There are literally seconds left, and they finally reveal the reveal, and nothing was learned. What a hot mess. No. They uh, they didn't know. They just didn't have the reference point. They didn't know what they were selling. They didn't know what they were doing. It was very, very clear. Overall, I think this was such a fun challenge 
And it could have been so much stronger. It absolutely could have. I totally agree. I would have loved to do this challenge, um, but not with a lot of these queens. So. Yeah. It is Elimination Day, and these girls have bombed. Let's hope for some lives saved with the runway. Sissy wants to know how her deadledoos are feeling. Kitten is feeling fabulous in her fierce flats, as she should. Melinda couldn't be more grateful to work with her when the others ran away from her. And Cece tells her she felt the same way about being run away from, but tells Melinda she surprised her. Cece will then say they all pulled through and did the best they can. And Denim and Venus are like, oh, hold up. I don't know about y'all. That first group is in danger, girl. Because at this point in time, they all think they're going to be judged as groups. Which is a fair assumption. Absolutely. Denim will say that they were on another planet as it was a hot mess. Cece says she tried to show her personality in hopes it will land her somewhere better than last week. Good luck with that. The Poncho Girls are feeling away. Luna says it went how it went. Then Nira is like her and Amy had a bit of a conflict because Amy felt out of the group. Is that really the conflict we saw earlier? Not really. Did we lose some no. content? Did they not share everything? Luna says it was a challenge. Janira comes back in and says she doesn't want to make somebody feel like they're being left out. So she will tell Amy she did well with the things she was doing. But then Luna will be the Debbie Downer and say it didn't work out and it was not good at all. She says cues were missed. Things were supposed to be said that were not said for her to bring in her lines. Okay, so girl. she just throw someone under a bus? That, I mean, okay. When you're re relying on someone for a cue line, I, this is where it comes in. This is where the improv comes in, right? If it's not happening, then think of something else to do because exactly. you can make something else up. She is expecting the worst and will do what she needs to do to stay. And now she knows everyone's weaknesses and strengths and hers is not being a good social player in a reality show. Oh my God, you're in a reality TV competition and you're not good at social games? Well, it's time to get in the face and have some mirror talk. Kitten is asked about the first time she saw Dragon, the way that girlfriend asked it. I was like, it's not from the Stone Age girls. She's not that old. <laughs> yeah, Dragon's not invented when Kitten was 21. She says she was 15, met some gay guys in Calgary in 1981. They told her about the back lot. There were no signs at the bar. It was secretive. She says they didn't have the internet and no one told you about anything gay or drag. You thought something was wrong with you. She shares the first queens she saw there were named Marty, Tiggy, and Summer. They were trans queens and fell in love with it. She will go on to say that Calgary in the 80s, the drag embodied everything and says that when people say you have to start accepting bio queens, they do. They did. They had all kinds of queens back then. She says everyone was included and accepted and doesn't know what happened along the way. Let's have the conversation. Girlfriend says, everyone calls it bio queens, but in Vancouver, they call them hyper queens as they are hyper feminine. She says that bio queen is trans exclusive exclusionary. Kitten says she has never heard that before and thanks girlfriend for explaining it. Now you have Melinda say that AFAB queen is what they use in Edmonton. And Denim comes in and says that she finds AFAB and AMAB to be a transphobic term for cis people. She explains it was originally a term that was made for trans people to be able to describe themselves. And she says to say that I was assigned this at birth, they don't identify it as anymore. 
She says she sees it as an umbrella term in the drag community for anyone who is not a cis man, and it doesn't make sense for a term for cis people to use. She thinks it created a lot of confusion. She will talk from experience being addressed as an AFAB queen and people assume she was a woman. She no longer feels comfortable using the term as a trans person. Melinda will thank her for letting them know as it's always evolving. Kitten is grateful for girlfriend for informing her as she didn't know. And she says that they will all be older one day and they will have to listen from someone with who's younger. She says there's always room for learning and listen to others' experiences. Let's talk about this because I have a lot of feelings and emotions and even though I'm probably not the right person to speak on it, it's a conversation for the mainstream drag race viewers to have to understand and learn because it's important. So here we are. Yes. We're about a week out from Pandora Knox winning Drag Race Germany and being the first AFAB winner. And in the span of a couple of days, we have denim sharing that words should not be used. In this same conversation, we have girlfriends saying bio queen is not right, use hyper queen. And I know many in New York who would take great offense to that term. So where are we? What is the term? Is drag artist the safe thing? Or does that even alienate people? How do we as a community find the right terminology as to not offend people? We've had this conversation on Drag Race and Dragula with the term fish. We've mm. had the conversation with the word doll. It's almost like we make progress, go backwards, and, and the confusion is there and people get called out for using the wrong word. How do we make sure everyone is informed with the right terminology? Well, first and foremost, I always really appreciate it when they have these conversations on Drag Race because it reaches such a wide audience that um, people who may not have thought about this and to the extent that they are talking about it on TV are now being exposed to it. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, I think calling people out for using the quote unquote incorrect terminology might not be the best move because these conversations are always evolving and shifting and people just right. might not be as caught up, um, you know, as they can be, should be, need to be, however you want to think about it. Um, but it's exactly this, just continuing the conversation, understanding that, there are a multitude of perspectives on this, um, on these really, really sensitive issues. And, you know, one person's feelings about using uh, the term fish or whatever might not reflect the entire communities. It could just be their perspective, but also to listen to their perspective and understand that whenever you have a microphone or whenever you're platformed, um, the things that you say can and will affect people. And so you just have to be aware of that when using certain terminology. Um, I'm not trans, so I don't really know how to speak on that issue. Right. It doesn't affect me personally. However, I'm, and it's not that I'm going to avoid using any sort of like terminology that includes or excludes, well, definitely not using stuff that excludes trans people, but um, yeah, it's, it's just being aware and then being open to conversation, I think is the, is the way to do it. And like I said, listen to the people younger than you. And, and for me, like what I wish had happened, maybe was there or on the cutting room floor. I don't know. I would have loved to hear Denim say, this is the term that I would use, or this is the term that maybe you should think about using. Um, yeah, I, I didn't miss what they would prefer as opposed to what they wouldn't. Um, exactly. And, and I think, again, with Drag Race as the lens, you've had 
Victoria Scone talk about being an AFAB queen. You've had Clover Bish talk about being an AFAB queen. You had Pandora Knox talking about AFAB queen. These are the terms that they used, but I want to take denim experience in my mind as well. And now I don't know if I'm allowed to use that term or not. I, I wouldn't say you're not allowed to. I would say that if you're using it, just be aware that it could affect other people in a way right. that it would maybe affect denim. Um, yeah, like maybe instead we use like cis queen because queen is pretty gendered um, or like cis king if you have uh, like a person who was male at, or is male at birth performs a drag king. I don't know. It's, it's a very complicated and that's why I love, people. like you said, that this conversation happened because it's getting to the ears that need to hear it. And I would love to hear people's opinions and sound off and tell me where you are and what your community says. Like I said, I I know people who, if they were called a hyper queen because they serve hyper feminism, would be furious. They would. They, I they had would, never actually heard that before. That was a new one for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was at a back in the day at a drag competition yeah, where someone called them a um a hyper queen, and the contestant went off. They were very very upset by it, and I I remember sitting yeah. there and being like, I needed this. I need to hear why I wasn't obviously the one who said it. It was another. It was a judge, but I I think again these conversations evolve. Things are changing. Um, I mean, let, let let's be real. Less than ten years ago, um, you had drag queens referring themselves to being quote trannies there are songs from rupaul's songbook that use that term we don't use it anymore it evolves you don't you can't get mad at things that were said 10 years ago as some people into the social media world do um but you have to be aware and uh, instruct and teach and share why things are not supposed to be used right it's just about being open and willing to evolving with the times um, and understanding that there are a multitude of perspectives and one person may or may not agree with someone else in their community about what words should or should not be used. And so it's just being aware, being open to feedback and open to conversation. And I think exactly. if we have that, we can, we can make a lot of progress. And that's my thing. Now we, we will find out. Who knows anything about Canadian queer history? And that's a resounding no. I n- no. Venus shares so that she knows what happened in the states, but doesn't know the Canadian backstory. Amy says that she has been there for six years and just became a Canadian last year. Through that process, when you apply for citizenship, you have to study and learn about Canada and provinces and territories. She says that in 1971, the first Pride was held in Canada in Ottawa. Hundreds walked to the Parliament to protest and say, bitch, we're here. She says that people lost their lives and was like, oh, no, not a Derek Berry moment. They were fighting and they went to jail because they were fighting for them and they have to recognize, celebrate and thank them. Research, I don't think anyone died at Ottawa, but um, I could be wrong. To share a bit more of the history lesson, the event she is referring to is the We Demand rally, which happened on August 28, 1971, organized by the Toronto Gay Action Rights Group. This event was organized in solidarity with the event in Vancouver with the group Gay Alliance Toward Equality. The aftermath of this event immediately caused Amendment removing the ban of gay men from traveling and immigrating to Canada, which is why this was important for Amy. Without this moment in history, she could not be there. Work. 
This history lesson is so important and it got me wanting to learn even more about it. So thank you, Professor Amy Yonsei Chanel. Listen, she has a doctorate in what she said, so good for her. The girls will sing, Oh Canada. Denim will say our home and native lands, which Venus says, let it be known that it's still native land. And that is on what? Period. That'll do. Mm -hmm. Because that's still another conversation that happens in Canada that gets shoved on the rug. I missed your question. Oh no, it was no question. It's just the the whole native land discussion and 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 oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's we love colonization. I know when the institutions in power don't want us to talk about certain things, they say, "Here's a little snippet, and that's it." And it's uh, unfortunate. That'll do. (laughs) Yes, it will. Literally, what they say. All right, it's runway time, and we have a show tonight. Brooklyn is giving. Fabric and stones as she's wrapped orange fabric around her body and glued stones to it. I can't believe she I, okay. I love Brooklyn Heights and I think she slays almost every time she's on the runway. This was not one of those times. No, no, no. no. We have a panel. We have a panel comprised of Brad Goreski, Tracy Melcher, and oh my God, it's Raj O'Hara. Good for her. I love her. I absolutely love her. So. I'll give her the credit. She was very, very good with the critiques. Yeah. She was very good. Category is gemstones. In honor of the runway, we will play love gem or hate gem. What's your favorite gem? Oh, ah, sapphire. I always want it to be dripping in blue. If I had sapphire with like diamond undertones just for a little lighter for a little contrast and maybe throw a little bit of like some hmm. yeah give me some amethyst in there too some purple oh stunning gorgeous i would would live speaking of amethyst let's start with cc superstar looking here by mirage yeah that'll not do i think this is a stunning color i like she's diversifying her portfolio i like the silhouette the hair it is so flat. There is no pizzazz to it. It is synthetic as fuck. I feel like safe is the best I can say, but it, it is not even safe. Yeah, I like where she was going with it. I'm the crown, questionable. The hair, questionable. I mean, sure, you you like look. If I saw that in a club, I'd be like, cute work. Exactly, it's not a club, right? Brooklyn says it's a vast improvement from last week on the runway. She says she still gets her brand and her aesthetic, but she's getting drag. Um, for the challenge, Brooklyn says it was rough. Raja says she looks great in purple. She says she loves the dress and the silhouette and says you can't go wrong with purple. She tells her to have fun in the moment. She says when your co-stars are dropping the ball, this is where you have to pick up the ball and take it and run. Brad will ask her if she walked the runway without shoes, and Cece says maybe... Brad will say he saw stocking feet on the runway, which is a fashion no-no and just not polished to do that. He says she might want to put her shade blockers on for this critique, as he says it is not quite sure what the shade blockers do, because in this challenge, she didn't even get to what the function of them was. Tracy says she wasn't buying what she was selling because she didn't understand what she was selling. She says when you have an assignment like this that needs to know what you're selling, how much it is in the examples, why would she need shade blockers? Well, I hope you have them on, girl, because I'm going hate gem. Hate gem. It's a no. It's a Audience, 
You are kind. 44% love gem, 56% hate gem. Next up is Kiki Ko. Look by Boss G, hair by Drag Daddy Wigs, nails by Funeral Face Nails. I wish she didn't mention the Emerald City reference because now I want the yellow brick roll to be more pronounced. I love the grandeur of the look. The shoulder and back piece are exquisite. I know she doesn't want to take away from the back, but the hair needed to be a little more voluminous. Um, it got a bit lost. And I personally do not love the green lips. Maybe she was macking on the Jolly Green Giant before the runway. I don't know. But overall, she's good at drag. She looks like an upside-down corn cob. <laughs> yes, Cornacia. Um, yeah, uh, I, I like it. I mean, it's, it's, it has a nice texture. I like the ruffles. I like the nude illusion on top. I don't mind the green lips. It just goes with what she's doing. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty. I mean, like I said, I think she looks like corn. <laughs> give I'll give it a love it. gem. A soft love gem. Audience, 92% love gem, 8% hate gem. Next up is Denim. Looking nails by Trisha Rahel. Well, she's a little weird gremlin, ain't she? I don't know how gemstone in the statement of this piece, but it's certainly something unique. I think she can join the Filipina loofah girls with this look. I like the elements. I love the presence that makeup is giving art pop, but make it evil. It's good. That'll do. That'll do. That really will. No, she looks stunning. It's so out there. It's so creative. It's beautiful. Moonstone work. I'm here for it. Would you use it as a loofah? Would I use that as a loofah? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I sure yeah. would. It's a love gem. Definite love gem. Audience, 80% love gem, 20% hate gem. Kitten Caboodle, look by Kitten, hair by Bitter Betty, jewels by Mark Bowen, nails by Devin Nielsen. Oh, wow. Did not expect the oldest contestant in history to have this much confidence in a nude illusion. Fuck off, go diva. I love the commitment and the elements. There are some major design flaws. For me, the black lining. It does illuminate the bodysuit, but it also sucks her into a black hole. I think the cape material is giving generic drag queen. The shoulders are really dynamic, but the hair does get a bit lost, so it should have been much grander, which we know she can do. But the biggest flaw is the corset line. Like, we can see it, Granny. Yeah, the black lining is a chop for me. The shoulders interesting, but it's kind of like wallowing up her her head a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. It it looks like like just someone took the Barbie like head off a of Barbie, stuck it on the body. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, sometimes the corset is kind of inevitable like that. At least she's going for a new illusion. Um, right. Which I think it's, she was shimmering. Uh, a little lopsided, but works. Good for her. Brooklyn says this week she gave them the whole kit and caboodle as she was an absolute joy to watch. She says she was so spot on and had a point of view and structure. She says she was so lucky to be paired with Melinda because she could go off on her own and Melinda could bring her back in. She says they were the perfect balance together. Brooklyn loves the look and says it's something completely different from what they saw last week. Tracy says one thing about live TV is it's hard to make it look effortless and conversational, and she did both of those things. She says when she became the customer and gave a testimonial, she closed it beautifully. She says, ah, about the look. Raja says the shoulders are so dynamic and she is sparkling from head to toe. Brad says he wants to try it on, and Kitten will say she hopes he's been lifting weights because it's so heavy. And then drops the cape and says she wants to just wear this, a.k.a. the body. And then if you look at Melinda looking at her, she's like, fuck off. 
No. I will give it a I'd soft. Be better without the cake. Yeah, I will give it a soft love gem. Soft love gem for sure. Audience, 79% love gem, 21% hate gem. Melinda Verga, no designers listed. Remember the white witch from Lion Witch in the Road wardrobe? This is her now, and she got icy on the lips. I think the silhouette is as basic as it comes, but thank God it's an upgrade from the previous week. I think it's a well-paired and well-put-together bar look, but she has got to elevate it on the runway fast. She is going to be one of those queens who will get safety simply based on comedy performances. I agree. Yeah, I, I I think that's exactly right. Um, a star printed fabric, sure, fine, whatever. It's a bodysuit. It's with a little fur ruffle around the neck and a crown. I've I seen hate I those lips so much. Better, so I'm good. I hate those lips so much. Oh my god, no! But the the purpley. It looks like I mean, she's got frostbite. She frozen. Frozen demon. She looks like she belongs with the White Walker from Game Thrones. Literally, there you go. Brooklyn says, what a fun, fantastic week for her. She says it was such a joy to see her kind of come into her own and has a feeling no one will be underestimating her in a challenge ever again. She sold it and Brooklyn bought it. Roger says she looks absolutely beautiful, but tells her to sell it a bit more with her face because the more that she has fun on the runway, they're going to have more fun watching her. Brad says the way that she drove the segment was just gold. He says the hit of all the beats and was literally, if he was watching QVC host do their job. And Tracy says she understood what she was selling. There was some humor. I want to go soft, love gem. Uh, very soft. Yeah. Audience, 60, 62% love gem, 38% hate gem. Venus, look by Benjamin Toner. Are you fucking kidding me? Diamonds are a girl's best friend, and this runway is Venus's best friend. She is coming out hot in this competition. Watch it, and she will burn you. I think this look is unique and stunning and something we've never dared to see on this main stage. The fact that she can make this work as a two-in-one, I didn't even see that coming. I wonder how we would react, though, if it was a big girl doing the same thing, and I hope we would have the same appreciation. But overall, this was a knockout. Yeah, the stoning pattern on this is ridiculous. It's so unexpected for her because she's definitely like, I, you know, coming in body queen, like, sure. But to do something like this, like, she gets it. She gets the gig. Good for her. Brad says her look is fashion boner for a fashion person. He says it's a mixture of Mergilia, Balenciaga, and just breathtaking. He says the two for switching it up was a fashion dream. Tracy says, just as sparkly as the runway look is, is how she started her QVC hosting. Raza says she is from the South and will give her credit on her country accent. She says it was right. And Brooklyn says she was terrifying in the best way possible, as she was like a Southern Baptist Karen. I will give it an absolute love gem. Yeah, me too. Right there. Right at the top. Audience, 96% love gem, 4% hate gem. The Girlfriend Experience, look by Alona Verley. There is no other word to describe girlfriend aside from stunning. The impact that this look has is magical. I think the color story is brilliant. Usually I want more when it comes to the pearls, but the subtlety worked to her advantage as it forces you to see the details when you're searching for the pearls. The cage face mask is cute. Could have been grander. My only real concern here is the bolero. I feel like because of what she normally serves, it wanted to be a bit more form-fitting, so it felt a little loose and wrinkled. But overall, this was a really stunning image. Yeah, I mean, to like drowned at the bottom of the sea, like come back to life, uh, stunning. She's dripping in pearls. 
I love the way the fabric flows off of her like wrist and down to the floor. It's so like coral reef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is stunning. And she Brooklyn? sold it too. Yeah, absolutely. Brooklyn says the look is beautiful and loves that she is showing something different. She was excited in the challenge because she had some funny moments, but then it stopped and literally saw her give up. Raja says she is stunning face, body, silhouette down. She tells her to shake those nerves as the key to winning this game is embodying charisma, uniqueness, your nerves, and showcasing your talent. She tells her she is already a star and she is there now to give the world the girlfriend experience. Tracy says the look is beautifully in, beautiful interpretation of Pearl. She said the details are perfect. She says she would have liked to see her looking up and engage and make eye contact. She says she understood why she broke the first time and was giggling with her, but then it became a crutch. She says there was dead air and then went inside herself and didn't speak after. Brad says she looks beautiful, but needs that presentation from her. He says he wants her to be his girlfriend, but he's still not sure what the experience is yet. Ooh, I'll give it a love gem. Yeah, definitely love Jen. Audience, 93% love gem, 7% hate gem. Aurora Matrix, look by Leland, hair by Jess Perla. I want to love this, but I cannot get past the multiple shades of green. When you are trying so hard to give a new illusion in a color and you can't match the face of the fabric, it shows. Love the robe color, love the jade, but needed more. The hair is next level. It's a safe look with a very safe performance. Yeah, the face is a little light. However, like, good for her for, like, leading into her culture and bringing that Yes. out. And, I mean, if the face matched everything else, I think it'd be stunning. Um, I Totally. totally see what she's doing, and I, I'm here for it. I mean, the, the, the mug is just snatched, too. Good for her. And I'll the give hair, her... I love her. It's so good. I will give her a love gem. Yeah, she's got it for me, too. Audience, not as forgiving. 69% love gem, 31% hate gem. We have Luna Dubois, look by Leland. Now, I know she will get red for the lack of connection to Topaz, but if, color, if it's color-inspired, she did fine. I think it's a fantastic silhouette. The literal cat suit is on point. It is a bit chintzy. You can say that. For a stone runway, you have to give her credit for the immaculate stoning of this garment. It is perfect. I like the makeup. It's really done well. It's an understated look because it's lacking the wow factor, but it's still good regardless. Yeah, I just, we've seen it before. Sure. So I'm kind of underwhelmed also for Topaz. Like, if you're doing a gemstone runway, like, yes, the stoning is beautiful on it, but you, you can have beautiful stoning on any runway, and it doesn't, like, work specifically for Topaz. That's fair. Brad will ask her how her QVC experience was, and Luna says it was definitely an experience. She says lines were not followed, which threw her off too much, and too much improv happened, and she didn't have any cues. Brooklyn says her problem is she started at zero and mocks her monotone delivery. She says she said fabulous about seven times. Brad says he didn't know what part about what part was script or not, but said it did feel like things were not going according to plan, and she didn't. kind of know where how to or how to pivot back into what was going on he will ask her to tell her how the look is in relation to the gemstone and luna says she didn't have one but went off the color just to do fun and campy tracy reveals that the reveal didn't happen until sec 10 seconds before the commercial was over she says as the host she could have gone over to the poncho and say what the poncho does she says as a self-proclaimed cat person she is felining this look 
Raja says, as the host, you set the tone and you have to bring the energy. She says she sees now she does have a more regal presentation. Luna says it's how she was raised. And Raja says she loves that. And it's very Bibi Zahar Benet, but says the thing about Bibi is that she is able to hone it in. And even though she's pulled up and regal, she's still able to be in your face and have a full presence. She missed her full presence. She says she doesn't know how, what Topaz is, but she says she sold it to her um yeah the whole time she was talking about bb as like yeah i'm pussy bitch literally <laughs> uh lives on i'm gonna go soft love gem i'm gonna say the look itself love gem but the like the look for the runway is a hate gem unfortunately audience very mixed 68 love gem 32 hate gem near enough look by benjamin toner hair by wigs by atlas claws nails by claws by coda it's very well crafted and curated. I love the monochromatic moment and the silhouette. This is the body that I think she should stick with. It is amazing. The hair is great and giving me Boulay brother bang. Again, for a stone runway, the stoning is immaculate. I think it's missing a statement piece necklace. Like this was a chance for her to serve big, big, big Ruby, but overall well done. Yeah, I love it. I think, I mean, there was a study on this reminds me of the stoning on Venus's garment. Um, yeah. And it's, Stunning. Yeah. No, it's it's a love gem. Love gem for me. 88% love gem, 12% hate gem. And finally, Amy Yance Chanel. Look by Daniel Mendiola. Hair by Shade Design. Jewels by Ruby Foxglove. Oh boy. Okay. I really want to like this, but there is so much wrong with it. I don't think the makeup works for the look. I think the hair looks no. incredibly synthetic for the look. And when we get to the look, it's the material that is so wrinkled. I, I do not love the cut of the dress and where it sits because your eye then goes straight to the awful strappy heel. I think there were a lot of ideas, but very few were cohesive as an overall concept. I totally agree. Um, the blue nude illusion on top is too dull. I don't even know what's going on with the gloves. The whole like structured garment in the middle is a cool idea. I just, I wish it went to the floor maybe and the hair, good God. And the makeup, no. So I agree. It's almost like she was trying to be the stone and it didn't work. Yeah, I guess that's kind of, I can kind of see that. Like, a, yeah, but also no, it doesn't work. I'm going to go hate gem. I would agree. Audience does not. No, they don't. 72% love gem, 28% hate gem. I was like, oh, okay. Very much in the minority, but that's okay. It happens. It I happens. Mean, like, I feel like if you were standing like 15 feet away, it would be pretty. They performed in groups, but will be judged individually based on their performance and the challenge in their runway presentation. Luna Dubois, The Girlfriend Experience, CC Superstar, Kitten Caboodle, Melinda Verica, and Venus are the tops and bottoms, leaving near enough Aurora Matrix, Kiki Ko, Denim, and Amy Yonsei Chanel as safe. Now, Brooklyn will tell the girls, the safe girls, that essentially they're, they may have sucked also, but uh, the others sucked harder. Do you agree with the placements? Um, yeah, there's so many girls. Um, I think, yes. I, I think because of Brooklyn's comment, yes. Across the board, performances were low, unless you were a standout, which made being a standout pretty easy, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I totally do. The girls who broke, broke hard. And the girls who weren't funny at least held together. Right. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the bottom three were the right decisions. Um, 
Because you took, I guess, the worst of the three, though I might have... No, I guess this would have worked for me. I, I feel like if you wanted to throw... I, I, I guess Luna was the worst of the three in that group. You could you could have put Amy in there, but I feel like based on the storyline, they were not going to do that. You could have put the entire team as the bottom, but they were, again, not going to do that. Yeah, I think they, they wanted to throw Amy a, a bone because she was kind of being bullied by her teammates, yeah. um, which, you know, that's fair. Now, with our tops and bottoms still on stage, Brooklyn was like, I've made some decisions. And, uh, and if I were a diva on this show, I'd be like, Oh, this is new. This isn't how this format works. Brooklyn will reveal Kitten is the winner of the week, winning $5,000 cash courtesy of So Fierce Music. Melinda and Venus are safe, leaving Cece, Girlfriend, and Luna as the bottoms. Well, why is this important? Well, there is a twist. This season, the Maxi Challenge winner also holds the power of the Golden Beaver. It grants you the ability to save one of the bottom three queens from lip syncing for their lives. What did you think of this twist? And is there a universe Ooh. in which I influenced it when I would bitch week after week about Brooklyn making the wrong choices in the bottom three? I, well, yes. You held the power, <laughs> Michael. So. Um, oh, I'm so excited. I think I'm here for the drama. I think this is a possible shift for the All-Stars format. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, but no, I think it's, um, listen, anytime they switch up the show, it's chocolate. Is it chocolate? No, it's a golden beaver, maybe. I think this is a perfect all-stars thing. This is this is what I want for an all-stars. On a regular season, I'm a, I was a bit iffy. I want to watch it play out and see how much it affects the ultimate run. If you were Kitten, without discussing the results, what would you do? Play it safe or save the best of the three? Oh, man. Uh, only because I think I would want... Like, if I was the best of the bottom three... I would want someone to save me. So I think I would then in turn, at least at the beginning, save the girl who's, who I think is the best at the bottom three. But then maybe once we got closer to the end, things might get a little different. I mean, this is a game of Survivor now. Literally, it's about alliances. So, I mean, just looking at the three you had here, you had Cece, who sucked, Luna, who is middle of the pack, and then you have girlfriend who has an alliance. So you have to weigh those in as well as the discussions of what the judges say. And that's why I think this is such a fun, fun twist that's dangerous at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it could definitely it, it will definitely start some drama, which I'm here for. I I know at some point, I don't know who it'll be, but one of a fan favorite is going to get knocked out and people are going to be up in arms. But that's the game, baby. That's it. This is Drag Race. Your favorites are going to go home unless they win. The tops and the bottoms are back, and Venus is like, shit got real. Hit, hit the fan. Time to make the girls lose their minds. After Nero's like, what happened in there? Venus is like, kitten, do you want to say it? You won. Well, way to bury the lead, bitch. Well, yes. <laughs> the girls Yellow know Saturday that she deserved it and will give her credit, which I will say I'm glad to see. Very nice Canadians. Now, Venus is like, Melinda and I are on the top. And Melinda goes, but wait, there's more. Very much in QVC. And guess who's going to share it? Not Kitten, the winner, who nope. Venus said should say it. Venus wants the soundbite to ensure that she gets the share on the socials. You know that's why she was the one who revealed what the twist was. Of course. She wanted the promo. She wanted the little 
moment on on the internet. So good for her. She will reveal that every week the winner of the Maxi Challenge gets to save one of the bottom queens for lip syncing. The girls are gagged as they now know that somebody has control over who is staying and who is lip syncing. So it is time to kiss some ass. Kitten has the golden beaver and she always thought it was pink, but now it's golden. Sorry, that was her pussy. <laughs> At least she made a joke out of it. Bad joke. With her being the first to win, she hasn't seen what others would do, so she gets the opportunity to set the tone. So we're going to hear some of the girls plead their case. Girlfriend will say that she broke out of character too much and she didn't give enough on the runway. She says she feels her heart is breaking. Venus says she knows girlfriend the best on the planet. She has gone through a lot in her life and can see all of those past demons coming for her. Venus tells her that she was meant to be there. And if she is there next week, she needs to just bust out and show that person inside of her. Girlfriend is sobbing as she knows that she has to find the magic in her again so that the judges can see that she is more than wearing just a skimpy outfit. I mean, you got to feel for the girl because she did not expect this at all. No, I listen, if you're feeling some, your feelings and you're upset, like valid, I would be upset if I was in the bottom three too. Yeah. Luna says she's obviously got it, but she's... Yeah, she's not going to sit there and make excuses as it already happened. She has to roll with the punches and give the full Luna Dubois experience. Cece, how does she feel? Well, she says she's been trying to show the side that it's tough, but she is really shattered. She says feeling so much in the competition is hurting her and her ego. She feels like she's being misunderstood and compares it to high school all over again. Okay. High school? Wow. I want to know what her high school experience is like. Yeah. Denim is really nervous for Cece. She says she knows her very personally and she does see Cece being herself, but it's not translating to the judges. And I think that's something that viewers just forget. Like you can be yourself, but if it's if the judges aren't understanding it or it's not translating also to television, this is television. It's not a bar competition. It's not a pageant. This is a product for television. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, not everyone is, is great on TV, and that's okay. That's true. Kitten needs to know why each of them should be saved, so let us hear it. Girlfriend says it's too early for her to go home, as she has been waiting for this moment her whole life. She doesn't want to leave the girls, as she feels so much love and is grateful to be there with all of them. She wants it so bad. Kitten feels for girlfriend and thinks she's vulnerable in this moment. Girlfriend hopes Kitten will pick her, but she doesn't know what her connection is with the other two. And if we didn't think that chat earlier was going to play a part, well, now we do. Exactly. Be careful what you say, because now the game is social and not just judges. Luna says that they made her feel like she doesn't show a lot of emotion, but it's just because of her lived experience. She says she has lived through so much. She is from Nigeria, moved to Canada when she was 12. She did all of the crying when she was a child. She says she knows how she can look from the outside and has a really snatch cunty mug, which doesn't help. She wants to be there and says it's too early for her to leave. She has a lot to prove, mostly to her family. She says her religious parents don't know she is there or that she is a drag queen. She has to prove to them that she can be who she is and be successful and still believe in God and make them proud. And the producers are like, Oh, you you have more plot line. You're not. You're you're fine, girl. Oh yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. It's not her time. Kitten says she didn't connect with Luna right away, but says she is starting to open up and is learning more about her. 
CC says she was in the bottom last week and she doesn't think it would be fair to take that chance away from someone else. She doesn't think it would be fair to get the beaver. She just wants to play fair. Girl. How do you save someone like that? No, you don't. You you just don't. If I if we were voting for people to go out, I would vote for her at that point. It's almost like a a a, a quit. It is. It, it it felt like that for sure. The decision got slightly easier. Kitten says she will base her decision on who needs it and who can benefit from it the most. Very interesting words, and I love that word choice because she's trying to make it a positive, but reality is it's a she needs to benefit from it as well. Mm-hmm. We jump right back to the main stage where Kitten holds the golden beaver. Who does she want to save from the chomping block? Oh, I can't believe Brooklyn said that with a straight face. With the golden beaver? Who wants, who are you going to save from the chomping block? Oh my God. Oh, it's good for her. She's so good. The writing is, is nice on this season. I will give them that. They have so much to work with now with the Golden Beaver. They sure like, do. Give it to us. Remember the, 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 what was the Platinum Plunger? Was that what it was? Platinum? It was the Platinum Plunger, yeah. Which was not Platinum. No, it wasn't. Kitten's going to select the girlfriend experience. Do you think this was the best decision? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think sure. of the three of them, she had the best runway. I think it's good for her social game to pick a girl who's in an alliance because she'll remember that in the future and maybe her friends will remember it too. Um, yeah, I think she made the right decision. I agree. It will be CC versus Luna in the lip sync and the song is I'm With You by Avril Lavigne. Way to bring the emotions even further down, Brooklyn Heights. Thank you. Yeah, I'm surely you're, you're familiar with the work of Miss Avril Lavigne. Of course. Okay. Of course I am. I was like, you mentioned your age with Tegan and Sarah, but I mean, Avril is rolling. Thank you. I think the air violin from CC lost me. Air instruments um, are hit or miss. If you commit to it really, really hard, sure, maybe, but I, it's again, you have to have the personality to back up to justify it. And I was also okay. looking at her feet too much to see if she had shoes on, which means I was looking at Luna's feet, who had boots on. Was this fair? I mean, I guess they both got a chance to put a heel on because Luna did yeah, not, you went not back have stage. boots on for a runway. Oh, she didn't. She had the shoes. I mean, um, listen, she made that choice for herself. And if you can go backstage and put shoes on, after they told you to put shoes on, go put shoes on. I think this song should have been in CeCe's wheelhouse, but she needed to destroy this lip sync. Luna gave some emotion, but really? Did we take her seriously looking like a tiger? I sure did not. I think it's... This one was, was just tough for CeCe because I think they had kind of been ushering her out the door before she even got on the main stage Absolutely. at that point. So, Yeah. Well, the first elimination has come, and Cece is heading back to Montreal as Luna is safe. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah. She tried. Sure. She <laughs> I, mean, right, I got some was, burning. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a given. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is Cece's legacy? That'll do. That'll do. Honestly, that'll do. 
if you can leave a show after two episodes and have an annoying catchphrase that we are going to fucking say now, that's a victory. Yeah. Um, I loved her entrance look too. She could be the spider queen in my head. Um, so that'll do the spider queen. Who that'll won the week? One. Who had the best episode? Um, I think, I mean, I have to give it to Kitten only because yes. her performance was so strong. I mean, Venus tore on the runway, but we wanted to see comedy from these girls and we found the comedy queen. Kitten so. was the star of this episode, not only just in the challenge, but because of the whole Golden Beaver twist. I, I'm yeah. very impressed with Kitten. The girl groups are coming. The girl groups are coming. Who do you think will rock out and who will head on home? Oh, um, I'm very, very excited for Venus's girl group. V- I mean, because they already have the girls that do it. Um, Melinda, I feel like you get a little too excited on this one and maybe go too far with it and not dilute the Drill Sergeant Melinda, what is happening? What was that? Oh, Drill Sergeant Melinda? Yeah, no. Yeah, said, I don't know. I think she's out the door. I think, oh, 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 what's her name? Near enough, she's going to play. She's going to eat. I'm excited for her. She should. She, she should. I, I think it's going to be a fun challenge. I I will say that sometimes the girl group challenges on Candace Drag Race, uh, the songs are not well written. So I hope whatever this track is going to be good. Um, The only thing I have in my mind when you say girl group challenge is the BMX bitches. <laughs> that will live on forever. <gasps> I think we... Um, we did together. We reviewed yeah. that one. Um, listen, I the only song coming out of Canada that I was here for is Bonjour High. Oh, so good. So smart. That was brilliant. After two episodes, the winner of the season is Oh bitch. Um I could see it being Venus. I could see it if Kitten could little up her runways, maybe Kitten, but I I would probably say Venus. I got to give it to Venus. I mean, this is two strong episodes back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she should have won the first episode personally, Fair but enough. this one, the runway was just out of this world. Disco ball, yeah. diamond head, alien superstar live. Well, it is always a pleasure having you here. Dare I say that'll do. That'll do. Thank you, Michael. <laughs>